we are going to talk about our work as a seed. And uh, that work, I know, scares a lot of people, not you, because you are hardworking people. But, you know, in this world, we have so many people that do not like uh, that word. When they hear the word work, they freeze their own. What? What? what did you say? <laughs> you know? And, uh, but we are going to understand today how wonderful it is to work and how our work is a seed for the future. That's right. All right, so let's just start with the scripture. And the first scripture we are going to read is Genesis chapter 2, verses 2 and 3. So all together, please, I love when you read out loud with me. Ready? The Lord finished the work he was doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from his work. The Lord blessed the seventh day and made it a holy day. He made it special because on that day, he rested from all the work he did while creating the world. Now people say, was God tired? That's why he was in need of rest? No, 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 no. You know what? He rested basically because he wanted to contemplate what he made. That's why all of us need to take one day a week to chill and relax. Hours at least for those who are too busy with so many things going on. Because if you don't take some time, your body is going to put you down. The Lord worked six days and then he took the seventh day to rest and contemplate. So he saw everything he did and he blessed the seventh day. The Lord God put the man in the garden of Eden to work the soil and take care of the garden. There you go. So this is the big contradiction of people thinking, well, the Lord blessed me, where is my remote? <laughs> right? I'm being blessed by God, I want my remote. I want to just lay down and watch TV and use my remote. You know, if we don't stop the ways that we are doing life in these days, the next generations are going to be born with this gigantic tongue. Do you realize that? Because we just too much, too much. You have to be careful about it. Now, because we need to talk about work, we are going to study seven factors that could be a reason why people do not work and do not enjoy work. So the first factor is, the first question is, uh, or wrong thinking about work is people say, I hate to work, right? Many people say, I hate to work. So what is the real reason behind it? The real reason is because the, that person does not like that activity. When you ask them, do, do you like to work? Do you, love, do you like your, your job? They say, I hate it. I hate it. But why they hate it? The real reason is because what they do, that activity, they don't like it. Now, how you can fix that problem, my friend, is when you think of things that you like to do. That is the way to fix that problem. You need to think, okay, what are the things that I like to do? So especially for young people, like you guys, 
our new friends here, Joey and Tony. Young people, then they need to think, so how can I utilize my life? What kind of things can I do? Do I want to become a doctor or an engineer or a businessman or what? And then you receive your training for that. Think about the things you like to do. Second point, wrong thinking about work, someone who says, I dislike doing things. What is the real reason why someone says, I dislike doing things? It's because that person is? It's lazy. It's lazy. Simply doesn't like to do anything. Anything. You kidding? What do you think that you will do with your life? Just do nothing? No, that's not right. That's being lazy. What is the problem with that? You need to acknowledge this is diabolic. Now, I want you to see the next scriptures in the screen, please. Let's just start with John 10.10. 10. All together reading in the screen, please. A thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I came to give life, life that is full and good. Who is the thief that the Lord Jesus is talking about? Satan. Satan. The devil. Do you, do you realize that, right? So now read Proverbs 18.9. Someone who does careless work is as bad as someone who destroys things. Someone who destroys things. If you put together both scriptures, you will understand. Lazy people are acting under a satanic way of thinking. God created the world. He worked. So who doesn't like to work? Satan. So that's why you need to wake up and think, my goodness, being lazy is really bad. It's not just, I don't like to do things. No, it's bad. It's diabolic. Let's go to the next point. Some people say, I can't stand anyone telling me what to do. Right? I can't stand that. All right. What is the real reason behind? That person does not respect authority. That is the real reason behind it. And you need to think about it. Why you can't stand that? All of us guys, wherever we are, we need to learn to respect authority. I always say that. Imagine we are in the traffic and we don't want to respect the lines, or lanes, or stop signs, or traffic lights, or speed limits. You don't respect that authority, it will be a chaos. Everyone, just accidents everywhere. That's why you kids, you young people, you have a great responsibility in learning to respect authority. But the thing is, they are not going to respect authority if they don't see us adults respecting authority. We have our kids with us in the car, our grandkids with us in the car, and we see signs of authority here and there, and what is what some people do? They say horrible things about authority, about the supervisor, about the police officer, about the pastor, about his father. Everything that represents authority, that person is just duh, 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 disrespecting authority. And the kid is there. And you think that the kids are going to learn those behaviors from you? Watch it. 
They are going to obey authority, but they need to see that in you first. The real reason why people say, I can't stand anyone giving me orders is that there is an issue with authority. So how do we fix that? Do everything for the Lord. Thank you, Gian. That is a great relief because I can't stand obeying my husband. I can't stand obeying my mother. I can't stand obeying you as a pastor. I can't stand it. Wonderful. Much for the Lord. It's a great relief. Right. Gian, you don't live with my mother. You don't know how it's. She, she's horrible. My dad is a two-faces person. I can't stand that. Well, do it for the Lord. Don't do that for your husband, for your pastor, for your supervisor, whatever you do, do it for the Lord. The next thing people say is, I can't do hardly anything because I'm hurt. That's why I don't want to work. So what is the real reason? Well, my body is in pain, I'm sick. Is that true? Yes. Some people, just, they just can't do anything because their body is in pain. What is the solution? You need to find things that you can do according with your medical condition. Right. Yeah, your body is in pain. Is your brain in pain? No. Well, think about it. If you cannot do physical things, you're going to do intellectual things. You need to find ways to entertain yourself and work. Next slide, please, my brother. Other wrong thinking is, I don't know what I can do. That's why I don't work. I really don't know anything about anything. The real reason of that person, why this person says that is because that person is confused. And I don't know if you have lived experiences like that in your life, when you felt confused. I have. I have lived seasons in my life when I, I was confused. I don't know what to do here in this situation. I don't know what to do with myself. So what is what you need? The solution is let someone else help find your gifts. If you can't figure it out, go and speak with somebody else. There are counselors in schools and colleges, mentors, people that you can talk to and ask them. Listen, I, I really don't know what to do because I understand. I cannot be lazy and have to do something. I don't know what to do. Help me out here. Somebody will help. Next slide. Some other, other idea is people don't like me. That's why I don't want to work because people don't like me. Everywhere I go, everywhere I go, people dislike me. They are mean to me. They disrespect me. They don't appreciate me. And no, 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 no. What is the real reason behind? Is that that person would like to feel accepted. That is the real reason. Is looking for acceptance. What is the real solution for this problem? Is finding your identity in the Lord, my friend. You need to find in God, Lord God Almighty, your Father, and then you understand that you are a child of God. When you understand that, when you grasp that concept, that is God your Father, you know what is going to happen? You are not going to be in need for acceptance because you are already accepted by Him. You surrender to, to the Lord. You say, I'm sorry, God. 
my life is a disaster. I'm not doing things right. You understand? But you surrender that the whole process of salvation comes into, into your life. Then you feel that love of God. You find your identity in the Lord. And trust me, once that happens in your life, whether you have people around or not, whether you have money or not, whether you have health or not, you are fine. Because you found the most important treasure and relationship that you could ever find in life is your identity in the Lord God Almighty. Let's give a hand to the good Lord. My goodness, Lord. In you, Lord, we are loved and accepted. And the last thing, why people don't like to work or they think they say think bad things about work is because they say, I always mess up. <laughs> right? I don't like to work. I don't like to be involved in church or I don't like to do this because I always mess up. What is the real reason behind it? It's fear, insecurity. People feel afraid of failure. So what is the solution? Find a mentor in that particular area. You know, as you know, I'm mechanically, not mechanically inclined, but I bought a drill. And I am very happy about it. It's a small one. Oh, what? A drill. Oh, a drill. Yeah, I bought a drill. And, uh, and guess, guess what? I have used it. And I have people that taught me how to use a drill. And I am making some holes here and there, putting some screws, and they don't get precisely right. But I'm in the process. You find a man. Well, that's my weakness. I need to find a mentor in that area. So that is the way that we overcome fear and insecurity. Right? You have to find someone who can teach you and shows you how to do it, and then you do it. And if you fail, so what? All right? One day Jacob heard Laban's son talking. They said, Jacob has everything, has taken everything that our father owned. He has become rich, and he has taken all his, this wealth from our father. Then Jacob noticed that Laban was not as friendly as he had been in the past. The Lord said to Jacob, Go back to your own land where your ancestors lived, and I will be with you. So Jacob told Rachel and Leah to meet him in the field where he kept his flocks of sheep and goats. He said to them, I have noticed that your father is not as friendly with me as he used to be, but the God of my father has been with me. You both know that I have worked as hard as I could for your father, but he cheated me. He has changed my pay ten times, but during all this time, God protected me from all of Laban's tricks. At one time, Laban said, you can keep all the goats with spots. This will be your pay. And after he said this, all the animals gave birth to spotted goats. So they were all mine. But then Laban said, I will keep the spotted goats so you can have all the striped goats. That will be your pay. After he said this, all the animals gave birth to striped goats. So God had take, has taken the animals away from your father and has given them to me. I had a dream during the time when the animals were mating. I saw that the only male goats that were mating were the ones with stripes and spots. The angel of God spoke to me in that dream. The angel said, Jacob. I answered, yes. The angel said, look, only the striped and spotted goats are mating. I am causing this to happen. I have seen all of the wrong things Laban has been doing to you. 
I am doing this so that you can have all the new baby goats. I am the God who came to you at Bethel and there made an altar, poured, and there you made an altar, poured olive oil on it and made a promise to me. Now I want you to be ready to go back to the country where you were born. Rachel and Leah answered Jacob, our father has nothing to give us when he dies. He treated us like strangers. He sold us to you and then he spent all the money he sh that should have been ours. God took all this wealth from our father and now it belongs to us and our children. So you should do whatever God told you to do. That is the story of today's world. We are living around so many large corporations where those contracts are going always to bring benefits or are going to be in behalf of the corporation, not in behalf of you as an employee. What you can do about it. What is what you can do about it. Okay, first we are going to study that in the verses from the verse 1 through 3. Things can become, become tough for you but the Lord allows things to happen to you because He has a plan. The Lord always has a plan for you. Gian, I got great news. This company offers me this business, this job, you know, whatever. You are all excited, you take it, right? But with the past of the months of the years, something happens. You, as a business person, sign contracts with other companies, right? And what happens with the past of the years, you see what they do to you. And then you are stuck. And you think, what have happened here? Well, the first thing that you need to know is, regardless of how difficult the situation could be, the Lord always has a plan for you. Say that with me, please. The Lord always has a plan for you. Always. Regardless. That happened to Jacob. Next thing. Whatever kind of situation you are going through, always work as a team with your circle of trust and communicate with them. Three important words here. Team. And I love what one day Tony said to me, and I never thought about it, it was good. She says, the word team does not have the letter I on it. Isn't it cool? There is no I on team. Team is a group. So what is your team? To begin with, you have to have a partnership with the Lord. That's the best team that you can belong to. Second, you have to have a team with people that you live with. You need to be in your family in unity as a team. And the way to get that is through good communication. So there is a need for a lot of communication within the team. So here is husband and wife discussing the plan, discussing the situation and going through the details again and again and again and again. And here is the plan for the vacation with the kids. And the kids have questions and we explain that to them. And 
We tell the story again and again, and we need to communicate because if you get tired of communicating with your team, the, the team is going to go apart. It's going to split. It's not going to continue together. Communication, communication, communication. It is exhausting sometimes to go through the same story over and over again. Right? And for us guys, we know that we speak much less words in a day than Fino. And it's, it's scientific, it's proof. They speak many, many more words. And there is a joke about it. Well, let's hear it. This guy comes back home, comes back home after a day of work. So he comes to the house and the wife says, how was your day, dear? Fine. And she starts talking. She has been at home, she's doing some things. And she's talking and talking and talking. So eventually she's tired that he's not replying anything. She says, would you don't want to talk to me? And he says, I already used all my words today. He was exhausted of talking. And it's understandable there are days, guys, when we don't want to talk because it's just exhausting. Oh. Well, you can, you can have a break that day, but the next time you need to talk about it. It's okay sometimes to be tired. It's okay sometimes to say, I'm so tired. I just, tomorrow we'll talk about it. And you just go to sleep. But then the next day you need to regroup and come back. Okay, let's talk about it. If you communicate, if you do not communicate with your team, it's not going to work. And there is a gap. And the separation is going to be bigger and bigger if you don't talk in your team. That's the first thing when you're talking about work. Why do you work? Why do we work? Because we want to have a nice life. With whom? Well, with the people that we live with. <laughs> right? So we need to have good communication in our homes. Verses 3, 6 to 8. It says, be sure your work, you work hard and honestly, even if others break their promises. Which is the deal usually in these days, right? Not many people like to work hard. They work five minutes and then they are. Is there a 7 Eleven meal here? Do you have any coffee here? Just starting to work and they, they already want a break. What in the world is that? But today, we talk to the kids, make your bed, and I mean, pick up your clothes. I'm tired. My goodness, what is that? No. If you want to get a good harvest, you need to work hard. Put effort into it. There is no way that you will get results if you don't work hard. And the other thing is you have to work honestly. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. I always say this, nothing like you be honest with your supervisor and vice versa. Now, it's true, there are occasions when you are doing the right thing and the other person is not because they, they break their promises. So, what about that? What about that? 
you don't do the right thing, you work hard, you are doing things honestly, but the other party breaks the promise. Well, I didn't mean to. Well, I changed my mind. Well, whatever. What do you do in those cases? But you are going to be faithful to your promise, to yourself, to the Lord. When the Lord is pleased with you, He will make some things happen on your behalf. The Lord will take care of the ones that are doing wrong things to you. You know what? If you have not lived that experience, you are going to see it. Because God is always on the side of the good ones. He always will help us when we do the right thing. You know, sometimes it's not that we are that smart to do things. It's not that we are that knowledgeable about things. But we are doing it with sincerity. We are doing it from our heart with a good intention. And when we do that, what is it? The Lord is pleased with you. Pleased with you. The Lord is going to open doors for you when you thought, there's no way that they can offer me that job. How could I get this contract? How can I get this trip? How can I get this scholarship? How can I get this car? I, I don't have the money to pay for it. How can I get this home? How can I get this property? How can I get this trip? How you don't worry about it. Do the right thing. Work hard. Be honest. The Lord will be pleased with you. And what is what is going to happen? He will make some things happen on your behalf. This guy, what the father-in-law was trying to trick this guy. And what happened? The Lord made things happen in Jacob's behalf. Why? Because, listen to this, please, friends. The Lord said, Jacob... You have my blessing. Amen. That's it. Say with me, that's it. That's that's it. it. I want to hear you again. That's that's it. It. When the Lord says, you have my blessing, <coughs> what? That's it. That's it. Period. No, there are guys that they don't like that. They will try to trick you and everything. And you know what? The Lord, the Lord is just looking. When the Lord is pleased with you, you have His blessing. That's it. You have to work hard. You have to do your part. But the Lord is pleased with you. And here are those doing wrong things, attacking you and whatever. The Lord is going to take care of them. You don't worry about it. Those individuals that are in your work or competitors doing wrong things or liars, cheaters, bad customers everyone around you that is not doing the right thing is trying to hurt you you don't worry about it once you have that blessing forget it there is no way that you can you can be touched by anybody mm -mm. say mm. 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 no simple simple as that you have the blessing of God praise the Lord so lift up your hands with me please Lift up your hands and say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. By God. Amen. Amen. That's it. You have it. You are. That's it. No questions asked. 
But look, in order to get there, what happened to Jacob? He needed to work hard, do the right thing, respect the guy, be honest, even though the other was dishonest. You, you see that? So do your part as the best that you can. Worship the Lord and trust in Him while you work hard and honestly, then He will guide you. All right, worship. What is worship, Gian? Explain that to me. Is worship singing songs part of it? Is worship coming to church on Sunday part of it? Is giving money worship God is part of it? Is doing some things for the church worshiping God is part of it? Is going to the Bible studies worshiping God is part of it? Is reading the Bible every day worshiping God is part of it? All those things that we do for whom? For the Lord. All those things that we do for Him. Why are you here? Because somebody invited me. No. <laughs> Why are you here? Because you call me if, you, if I don't come. <laughs> because I see the text message on Sunday afternoon and some Monday morning and you are there pushing, pushing. That's why I'm here. Because I want donuts. <laughs> why are you here? The real reason why all of us should be here is because we want to worship, worship the Lord. Giving thanks to Him. Thank you, Lord, for another day of life. So today we are alive. Today, every day we must be grateful and say, thank you, God. There is the worship. You see that? Thank you, God, for another day of life. There is the worship. Lord, I want to read your word. Talk to me today, Lord. It's Wednesday morning. It's Friday lunchtime. And I want to hear your word. You are worshiping Him. You are giving him the importance that he deserves. That is the first thing you do. You worship the Lord. And then what? You trust in him. Right now you have the faith, right? You are clear. So I'm ready to roll. I'm ready to preach this message. I'm, I got it. I'm good to go. Right? But what about in two days? You need to continue trusting in the Lord. Right? You worship the Lord and you trust in Him. You say in the midst of the problems, Lord, I'm going to trust in You. Everything is going to be alright. While you work hard and honestly, right? We talked about it last week. We trust in the Lord, we worship the Lord, we sing songs to the Lord, we give money to the Lord, we do everything we do for the Lord. Our faith is there. We believe that, we speak those words, but then we work hard and honestly. Then he will guide you. You have the blessing of God. You worship the Lord. You trust in Him. You work hard, honestly. You know what? You never know when that divine connection is going to happen. You never know. But He will guide you to that divine connection. Divine connection, but it's going to happen when you do your part. Worship in the Lord and do your part. People around you will believe in you because they are aware of the situation as long as you keep obeying the voice of the Lord. Meaning, when you obey the Lord's words 
and his commandments. The circle of trust of Jacob, this women and children, they believed in him. A wife is going to follow the husband as long as he does what the Lord tells him to do. Children are going to follow those parents as long as they see their parents doing what the, the Lord is telling them to do. And that is why it's so important for each one of us to learn the Ten Commandments. Because that is the Word of God. The more that you read the Word of God, you will understand better. You will talk to Him. You will worship Him. You will trust in Him. You will develop that relationship with Him. More blessings are going to come upon you. In your car. Wherever you go. That is what happens to those people. They follow Jacob. They believe in him. Would you like people believing in you? Yes. Think about it. Would you like that? That people would say, I, I believe in you, Deborah. I, be, I believe in you. Imagine people saying, Shah, I believe in you. You tell your story and people say, I believe in you, Shah. I believe in you. Imagine that. Imagine that, Leon. People saying to you, Leon, I, I believe in you. Bobby, I believe in you. I believe in you. People saying those things to you, did you tell me that doesn't touch your heart. You believe in me? I believe in you. This is what kids want. Daddy, daddy, trust me. I'm telling you the truth. Okay, I believe in you. People will believe in you when they, they see what you do with your life. You work hard, you are honest, you do the right thing. As long as you keep obeying the voice of the Lord. That's why the Ten Commandments are important. Everything starts there.